1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
0: Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hello com slash sale. And book your free consult today.
1: Boring social accounts, Twitter, X, Instagram. Also, fanduel.com slash boring, fanduel.com slash boring. Yep. Win free money on top of free money on top of free money. All right. Well, speaking of awesomeness. Liam Skiffington, Sean Spradling, two guys who are the future of everything. The future of social media, the future of podcasts, the future of growing the great game of baseball, and we're just so fortunate that they are part of our family. Again, Liam Skiffington, Sean Spradling, and they're both in Dubai at Baseball United at the event there. You have to go to their social accounts. Liam Skiffington, Sean Spradling, go to their social accounts. They are doing such an awesome job, and I'm sure they're going to be having podcasts coming up to talk about their experience because what an experience it is. You have a lot of former major leaguers, you have a lot of a lot of people from baseball players from around the world with unbelievable stories. It's just it's such a great, great moment in time where we can get people from all corners of the globe together in an offseason when baseball isn't going on, except for the hot stove and have them congregate at this place in Dubai, Uh, and not only the players, but also the media members, the people on social media, and like I said, Liam and Sean, I can't wait to hear all their stories, all their podcasts, but in the meantime, you can check out all their content on social media. All right, just just a quick one today, well, a quick one in the sense of, I just wanted to go back a little bit, a little bit of a combination of like a B.I.B. vault, which is when we pull from past podcasts. And, you know, and we also just want to just do the here and the now. So the here and the now is that John Gibbons is being named the bench coach for the New York Mets. And I just think that's awesome. Now, it's awesome because, not only because I like John a lot, we've had him on a podcast a few different times. But, awesome because i just like the way the the message that it sends what it represents so gibby is just a baseball guy gibby is as genuine a guy as you'll ever find is he does he lean into the analytics like a lot of people probably not no he knows about him but he is old school Gibby. He is just what you see is what you get with Gibby, and that's why he made he's such a good manager for the Toronto Blue Jays. And and he also, as we point out, he's had some job interviews in the last few years, including one with the Red Sox. But get for the Mets to hire Gibby sends a message that they are valuing something that needs to be valued, which is the human beings the human element and give me so much more than just the surface level great guy old school baseball guy i get that but he is he is a guy who this is what you get this is what you see is what you get and i'll tell you what another guy who was hired along those lines pat murphy pat murphy is a guy and with milwaukee brewers i i can't wait to talk to pat murphy and for no other reasons to tell stories about when he was coaching Dustin Bedroya at Arizona State. But the point is is that I think that why everybody's getting caught up in the analytics and the numbers and the tying themselves in knots how to distribute these things to the players and how the players can use them. There is a recognition that there is there has to be some of everything. And I think with Gibby like he understands that it, he also, you talk about an organization, they have a new guy at the head who, David Stearns, who is perceived, perceived, fair or not, perceived as an analytical guy. But here it is. He hires John Gibbons as the bench coach and Carlos Mendoza as the manager. So I think that what organizations are understanding is that it's okay. It's a little of everything. It's a little of everything. Let's go back to. When the teams that finished in the final four in the Ma- in the major leagues, the championship series, and then the World Series, I mean, these guys are experienced managers. Experienced Bruce Bochy. I don't know if you know this. He won. Tori Lavello, as youthful as he seems, and as youthful as he is, he's still a guy in. I think he's fifty eight. Then you have obviously. Rob Thompson with the Philadelphia Phillies in the 60s. And then, of course, you have the other guy who now is retired, Dusty Baker. So the point is, is I'm not saying that you have to be on the older side to succeed. But this is another example of what baseball... Everyone wants to make it into just black and white. This is absolutely has to be this way or has to be that way. It goes back 20 years to Moneyball, the whole Moneyball thing. And maybe we should just do a podcast on Moneyball because that was the start of everyone digging in, scouts versus stats. And now we're still sitting there to a certain extent. And maybe it's not scouts, but it's just overall, oh, well, you have to think this way. You have to think that way. So anyway, I just wanted to bring back an interview for it. This is maybe for Mets fans to get to know Gibby a little bit. By the way, former Met John Gibbons came up with the Mets. So to bring him back, bring back an interview we did with him to get to know him a little bit better. I think it's a good way to to have a cap off the weekday, the day after Thanksgiving, just to soak in sort of... A, a good personality a good baseball guy and a guy who's in the news all right here's john gibbons all right baseball isn't boring and uh one of the pretty people who we've already documented baseball not being boring because of is is john gibbon Gib, john gibbons gibby who we uh are proclaiming courtney finnecum also hello courtney how are you
0: how are you rob <laughs>
1: I'm good. Uh, I, I I just introduce you. I, I say, come on in, Cordy, sit by my side, and let's present the award to John Gibbons, Gibby as Social Media Newcomer of the Year 2022. Before we get to 2023, John Gibbons, who would have thought when John Gibbons, manager extraordinaire of the Toronto Blue Jays, oh. woke up on January 1st, 2022, he would be sitting here at the end of December, of that same year, accepting this award, Social Media Newcomer of the Year. Congratulations, Gibby.
2: Well, considering it is the only uh, award I've ever won in Major League Baseball. Oh, is I, that true? That's no, not I true. I am honored to uh, accept that from uh. <laughs> you, too.
1: You you had to. You didn't know, win
2: Manager of the Year. Do You won Manager of the Year, didn't you? In my mother's mind, yes. Oh, uh, <laughs> I think she <laughs> no, called me. I never, she, no, no, no. You know it doesn't, that doesn't matter. But I, I'm honored. Aware, don't I get a gift or something? Or, yeah, you know, it's oh, oh, it's, yeah, yeah, it's on the way. Yeah, it's a whole. It's a gift package. It's like I know what you can do. You can you can uh, get it engraved in those Tony Lama boots I got coming to me. Oh yeah, Courtney, what, what's going on? We got those in the works. Jeans into the boots instead of pulling <laughs> jeans over. <there> <laughs> <laughs> Courtney, it, we're kidding, man. Don't you worry about that. Let it let
0: it be known though, Gibby was on our first podcast one of our first podcasts, and I gave him pointers on what to do yes. at Twitter. And yeah, I, I'm you, trying you to I take a little bit of credit. A little bit of credit.
2: Plus, oh yeah, you take it you take it, oh, you're everywhere. Every time you turn around, Courtney's here, there, everywhere.
1: Yeah. I be pretty much. Pretty much. Well, again, <laughs> yeah. like, wait till 2023. It's going to be, you talk about the, it was, it was the nine months or six months of Courtney. Now it's going to be the 12 months of Courtney, 2023, <laughs> next level. Same thing with you, Gibby, big book yeah. coming out, social media account. Like I told you, your brand has never been hotter. Forget about managing. Who needs managing? Are you
2: kidding? (laughs) Who who needs it? Well, when this uh, this, uh, podcast thing starts paying a little bit more money, then you can tell me that.
1: Oh, it's it's, There's millions in podcasts. Believe me. Yes. Right, Courtney? We're
2: chasing down Joe Rogan, man.
0: Yes, Joe Rogan. Yes. (laughs) Literally, but I mean, look at you, Gibby. You can just sit at home, be be yourself, be the man of the of the house, and not have to go anywhere, not have to deal with nonsense, and just have the Gibby brand.
2: <laughs> well, Courtney, that is kind of nice. You know, I can just, You want, It's basically once a week. You can just sit here. And, no, you're right about that. You're right about that. There's a uh, there's worse things you could be doing.
1: And you like doing it too. Like this is the thing about. Like sometimes it's hard to get people. Oh, come on, sit sit down for an hour or thirty minutes or whatever it is. But I don't know too many people who, after they do one, don't feel better about it. Like I agree. you're just talking, right? I mean, and, and with Gibby, you you have great guests on. You're just talking with some old friends, chopping right. it up.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's it's, a, it's all been good stuff for the most part, you know. And they just and the guys are, you know, we we've kind of gone active player and then some past players. And I just get on there and build them up and, and talk <laughs> about the good times that I've had with them, if you know, if I, if I've had them personally. And yeah, talking. Um, yeah, I, I enjoy because I, I love talking baseball, and I, and I love uh, you know ours has been basic, mainly focused on the Blue Jays. You know, up yeah, you You got to branch out. Let's go. Yeah, branch. First John. things first. First things first. You know, what am I going to talk about? The White Sox? We're crying out. <laughs> I'm going There's with the talk about- I'm going with and the Red Sox. The Red Sox. Are the Red Sox like the Miami Marlins now or something? Are you guys? Yeah, uh,
1: they're, they're going to do it with we're going to do it with grunt guile and uh, and shoestrings. You know, it's it's going to be what a great story. It's going to be like Moneyball too. So there you yeah, go. They
2: were, that that that's the, you know you know better than anybody. It may maybe he'll get away with that, but I don't think he get away with. it. Maybe he'll do it for a couple of years. In Boston, they don't stand for that. No, yeah, there'll be, there'll be so many guys out the door. Chicago should be that way too, Courtney. Though.
0: And, and it and it, oh, it is. I mean, I've told Rob, you know, it's been, people are impatient because this is a team that was supposed to win 95 games, you know, right. this year.
2: And in a, crap, in a crappy division.
0: Cra- thank you. Crappy division. And 81 and 81, that's unacceptable. So ah, that's here's, a matters, huh? here's a podcast idea. Me, you, and Pedro are full.
1: Ooh,
2: I like oh. that. Me, I you, like and- that. Well, I, can, I i can make a connection if you want to get him on there anyway. Yeah,
1: we, yes, yeah. yes, we do. So, Courtney, uh, Courtney has some big things in the works, and and so maybe Courtney, maybe that can be your first episode, right? She
2: might she might grill him too hard, man. He, he may he may leave that show. Nah, nah he's going to get but used to it. He's going he's to get it. used to it. Yes. Yeah, it'll be interesting. See how inter- You know, he's a, uh, a highly intelligent guy, wonderful guy, good baseball guy. Yeah, probably hadn't been in many positions where he's taking any heat, you know. And you and you are True. going to a big, big, a great sports city. It's yep. really different than some of these, you know. Uh, well, you, well,
1: Gibby, you talked about just sitting back, doing the podcast. You look, you look great. You're, you know, we're going to talk about the, the the best beer to drink for heading into the new year, which is you know the time honored tradition with you and Courtney to talk about best the best beers. Um we do like our- but yes. you know, I, I I say this, I I sincerely mean it. Like you. Managing's tough, man. The baseball season's tough. You know that. And I was at Starbucks the other day. And in back of me in line, you know who was there, Gibby? You know who, who said, oh, hey, how you doing? It was John Farrell. Wow. John Farrell, who is now a lobsterman in the town next to mine. Really? Yep. And, <laughs> you know, he's, and he, was wow. telling, he was telling me, he's like, you know, listen, you know, I get up at three. I work till Five. I have my boat docked, you know, in Gloucester, and he seemed perfectly happy, right? I mean,
2: there you go. you podcasting, he's lobstering. Oh, but, You know, that's where all my family is in, in Gloucester, right? Right. And uh, two of my cousins, you know, they they, had, they used to have their own, you know, what do they call them, pots or whatever. They used to send them out, you know, they are surf out their on surfboards when they were younger. But, but my... Uh, my one of my nieces is married to a guy that goes out on the fishing boats now, but I mean, they go off the Grand Banks, all that stuff. Oh, but yeah. My, my father's sister married, uh, she, she married a guy, this was years ago, and he had like four of those, you know, good sized fishing boats, and they'd go out, you know, for uh, and then they got divorced and all that. But so when you say John Farrell's up there fishing, I'm the one that's supposed to be doing that for crying out loud. Well, that's you what know I'm what? You know,
1: th- this is another podcast idea. I'm going to get you on John Farrell's boat, and we're going to do two managers on a boat. That's
2: oh my the, God! <laughs> and, and so we can both rip Alex Antopoulos apart. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, oh my God!
2: <laughs> I can't well, do that, man. He's making too good. No, no, I
1: replaced- and, and, also, and also I am going to say this: uh, How dare you? Because Alex Antopoulos is going to be a guest on the podcast next week. So, <laughs> oh
2: man, let me let me. T- and I was just joking. Yeah, you yeah. Know, <laughs> you know that guy. You know he may help make, make my career. You know. But you ask him this, I help make his too. Don't let him get you know. You know. Cordy, let's write that
1: down. Question for Alex. <laughs>
2: he and I, he and I, both at that one point in Toronto before we finally, you know, things came together in 2015. We were both teetering, right? We, you know, they, they, I think they were they were ready to hang us both, right? And then things. But he's a really he's a he's a great baseball mind, but he but he's even better people person. You know, he cares. You know, he's, he's smart. He's he's analytical. He's into all that. But he's also he also if you look at his coaches staff he's got the best coaching staff in the game they're all ex players I mean,
1: he, he's he's on a heater as a GM he is on a heater he, he's he's doing really really well and yeah. and Cor- Cordy the first time that I ever met Gibby it was actually this is a twenty year anniversary coming up Gibby
0: wow the, what is it? The, yes
1: the 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 cult classic book Chasing Steinbrenner where I followed around the Toronto Blue Jays. Where are you the first base coach, right, Gibby, 2003?
2: Yeah, yeah yes,
1: yeah. Yeah, so I followed around the Toronto Blue Jays. It was a half following around J.P. Ricciardi, half following around Theo Epstein his first year. And, um, and so that's where I met Gibby. That's where I met Alex. That's where I met, you know, a bunch of people in Toronto. But... Yeah, so that was, uh, I knew right then and there. I said, 20 years from now, we we're going to be doing a podcast. That's what I said to you.
2: <laughs> well, plus you're, you knew my grandma, man.
1: Wow, well, and Courtney, have you heard this story about his grandmother calling me at home? Yep, you've she told did. me. Uh, okay. told her. I won't tell it again. <laughs> His grandmother kidding. called me at home and said, hey, I got one question before Sox we time. go
2: on much You said you were in Starbucks. Yeah. Hey, how can are not at Dunkin' Donuts? You kidding me? It, uh, what no,
1: no. no. I listen. Don't don't run with traffic. Run against it. So there why you go. Love, oh, Lord. why
0: I love this man. Dunkin's okay. the only coffee to have.
2: That's hundred percent. I go okay. every day. Why didn't I, right. I, Yeah, I didn't know they let uh, Starbucks in up there, man.
1: Yeah, it's, it's 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 a big. One. My dad, my dad will not. He will not. My my son is actually working at Starbucks right now, and my dad like his 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 feet catch on fire if he walks into a Starbucks. Are you kidding me? So <laughs>
2: hey, the people in New England, you know, I can say it's because it's all my family, right? I don't care they're they're all they're it's surprising but they're all liberal right they, they ain't going to change and it doesn't matter who's doing what this guy could be burning down the country or whatever whoever, whoever i'm not saying names and they ain't going to change they're not they're so stubborn and all that my my uh, my family's the same way i'm going Wake up!
1: <laughs> all right, Cordy. This <laughs> talk politics with Gibby. No, I'm just no. kidding. <laughs> I
0: break my heart with Gib. I love him too much. Okay. Uh, yeah, right, well, oh, this is
1: so this, this 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 do a hard pivot into, uh, into So right. give me the the thing that we wanted to do, other than give you your social media award. Is as we want to look into 2023, and we can look back at 2022, but that's boring. So let's look, look into 2023 about what's ahead. I know that you have a book coming out, uh, in April, is that right? April, yes.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, what's the name of it? Uh, god, that's a great no, it's just Gibby, it's Gibby, that's Gibby. life in baseball, something like that. I love it, it's gonna Let me be tell great. You something. this guy, you know, this guy, uh. This guy this guy wrote it, right? And he sent it to me to read it over and edit. And I'm going, is much editing and all that? I'm thinking, why why am I why did I pay him to write it, man? And I basically wrote the whole damn thing. What's yeah. going on here? You know?
1: So, but it's in your words, right? It's it's you talking.
2: Yes. And and you know I, you know, people recognize my my ignorant sound or whatever. So I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking about doing one of those audio books and I'm reading myself, maybe. They may Let's, not you should.
1: You should. The, the one that I have coming out with Joe Kelly's gonna read it.
2: Oh, good, good. what's that coming out? Uh, February twenty eighth.
1: Yeah, February twenty
2: eighth. Oh, you're beating me to the punch, man. Yeah, well, but
1: I I didn't want to. I didn't want to overlap yours. I think I feel like it's you know we have a good cycle of you know by the time they're finishing this one, boom, here comes Gibby, the Untold Story. So there you go. (laughs) Hey,
2: mine will be cheaper because all they can do is pay Canadian money.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's fair enough. Um, all right. Well, we, we wanted to look toward 2023 of like what we want to see. So baseball is great. Uh, we, we've established that we, I think it's really been a really good year in a lot of ways. In large part, honestly, yeah, because it's, and Courtney's great too about like, the social media is good. It's not all bad. It's good oh, yeah. to have conversations and, to, and podcasts and, and all this stuff. I think that in Courtney, you tell me, did you feel like this year? 2022 was a little bit different in terms of maybe taking it to the next level and and having fun with baseball?
0: thousand percent. And I mean, we've talked about this. It's I feel like social media is a must, whether you love it or you hate it. John, like you, you know, you're getting yourself back out there. You got a book coming out. You got to be on these platforms and. I feel like you can do it in a way that's responsible and fun and sort of block out the other BS that goes along with it. And I just feel like the interactions have been more positive. People are excited. They want baseball. And it's been for me, it's been great. And this platform has certainly well. So I have nothing but good things to say about how social. media has been in 2022 yeah. my teams have, my teams have been
2: terrible oh yeah but, but- well you also have the team scuffle and they don't like that social media <laughs> no, you know, no. think about you know you, you look look at the money they're throwing around the game right 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 and, and a big part of that is you know the, the exposure these guys get you yep. know it's they taken been taken to a new level and social media has had to contribute to that
1: Yeah. I mean, when, honestly, when we talk about 2003, so there was no social media, but even when you were managing, you know, a few years ago, you have to, you have to sort of manage this, deal with it. It's, it's, and, and it's not all bad, but guys, guys want to, players want to control the narrative. They want to control the narrative and get their brand out. They want to show, look at how much fun I'm having on Instagram. Look at this. Look at that. Which is great because we didn't have that ten years ago. But it also a lot of it's unrealistic. I, I think you know, Courtney. I think you would agree. Like we like real, right? We like this, just, just be real, right? Yep. Yeah. So, I agree. and I do feel like it's sort of. We've had more of that in 2022, but I want even more of it in 2023. Anyway, so in 2023, we're trying to fix. We, there are certain things that we want to happen in baseball. So uh, Gibby, I asked, think about something that. while Courtney's starting her list, Gibby? I want you to think about something that you want to see happen in 2023, and I'll give my couple for me, and then uh, we'll get to you, Gibby. But Courtney, so you have this. You have the floor. The, we're just a few days away from turning the page. Uh, and then, of course, we'll culminate it by picking the best beer to drink when the when the, uh, the ball drops at, at midnight. So there you go. Uh, so what do you got?
0: So the first thing, and it's kind of what we were. It's a great segue with what we're currently talking about with social media. I'm excited to see the emergence of these young stars. Like an Adley Rutschman in Baltimore, you know. I think this could be his coming out party, and I, it's already a lot of excitement around him. Um, you know, the the young man in Seattle. Um, you know, guys, guys, Rodriguez. Yeah. You know, guys like him. I feel like that is going to, at the end of the day, save our game. Are these young stars? And I feel like guys like Rutschman, guys like Rodriguez in Seattle, even you know Luis Robert in Chicago, if he can stay healthy. You know those, those young stars that are exciting. Um, that that's going to be even more prevalent in 2023. I feel like.
1: Gibby, and, who is who? I'm sorry, sorry, Courtney, go ahead. Go ahead. So who, Gibby, who who is the who is the most highly touted prospect while you were managing that came up? Because I'm just sort of anxious because you, Courtney, like mentioned some guys, and we just had Adelie Rushman who was just on TikTok like yesterday doing, yes, exactly. you know, doing it, th- which was great. People love it. But right. so, but I- I'm sort of, who is, who is the guy that you were managing that this guy's coming up and is a big deal and you have to sit down with them and say, Hey, listen, you know, this is how we do things here.
2: Well, you, well you know, that's a great question. I I'm, I'm, I really missed it by a couple of years. Cause you know, uh, I, I knew Vladimir, you know, Vladdy Jr. was coming along, right? Right. Yeah. And uh and I often thought I knew this I knew our things were going south and I knew once they did anyway I was gone because you know it was a new regime and they deserved their own guy, right? So when things went down the tubes and i, was, I can remember sitting there a number of times going, because I we brought him over to spring training, we play him and we um, I'm thinking, damn man, I need to train <laughs> <can't remember>, uh, <laughs> give me a couple more years a couple more, couple more years, milk this, you know, because they're gonna they're gonna show up and you know what? Um but, you know, they they stripped the rest of the team down, too, so it took a while. But those were the—Vladdy Jr. was the talk of baseball, if I'm not mistaken. I'm sure there's a couple other guys that were thrown in there. Yeah,
1: but you didn't have—you're right. I mean, I remember we that first year Vlad came up, going into the, the store at, at Rogers Center. And I don't, no, no lie, it was—90% of the stuff in there was Vlad stuff. And I actually bought a T-shirt. So, uh, uh, but, but 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 that is but that that is something where you also. Here is another thing: is that you, I mentioned Ali Rushman, and I met and, and Cordy mentioned Julio Rodriguez as well. The videos of the manager, the minor league manager, telling them that they go in the major leagues, like that—that uh, that was another social media win, right? This year, I feel like. Yeah, yeah so, you know
2: what. Yeah, you try to have fun. You know, I can remember when I was in the minor league. That's such a big day, you know, when I was managing AAA. You know, got guys going to the big leagues for the for the first time, you know. And it's uh, – and there was a couple of times I called guys in and, in, uh, you know, sit them down and basically say, man, you screwed up this time or something. Oh, you are like this guy. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa what do I do? What do, I do? Anyway, then you break break the news or, or you take him out there in, the, in front of their team, you know, and then, especially if he's a lovable guy, you know, everybody – and, you, and everybody celebrates it, right? I think that's huge because there's only one time you get called up, you know? Right. And it, especially right. Do in the middle of a season. And uh, i tell you what, this, I got a, a quick story if you guys got the time. I love I stories. One time oh. when we got, sent this guy down, right? Remember, remember Kawasaki, Mooney Kawasaki? Okay. Yeah. yeah. He loved people you will ever, teammates you will ever be, right? Me. I love the guys. Everybody on his team loved him. So we're sending him down. We're down in Tampa. We had to send him down for I don't know if it was a roster move or or what it was. And everybody and I was and I was heartbroken, and he was too. You know, and, and there's that communication barrier. He had his interpreter, and but I don't know if he truly understood. But I wanted to. I brought him out into the clubhouse amongst his whole team. All his team got the team all together and say, hey, "We got to send this guy down." And you couldn't believe it was like. And it's not the first time I ever. Anything, you he know, in of promotion. Of but then sure enough, we kind of knew that, you know, it's something there might be a spot to bring him back in a couple of weeks and he ended up coming back. But this guy was loved so much, you know, that that was, that was the time. But that's a great, you know, get these guys, you know, they get into pro ball and, and uh, you know, dreams of the big leagues. Right. And uh, when they finally get that chance and there's a lot of guys out there that never get that chance, you know, and so that's why it's such a extra special moment.
1: Oh, you know? he's, yeah, and, and, and it's also – one of the things that also changed or has been changing is how these guys are treated when they get there, right? You know, I've heard this more and more about it's no longer go sit in the corner, keep to yourself, don't worry about it. I mean, this year we had a guy uh, in Boston, Tristan Cassis, get called up. The first – his first game, I don't know if you guys saw this, but his first game he was in the outfield sunbathing himself, like no shirt, only shorts on. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, and then and then he walks into the batter's box with no one there. I mean, this is before the game with no shoes, and is like visualizing. And that was a lot. I mean, that might be the extreme. But the, the comfort level of rookies, in large part because of Courtney, like what you're talking about, I think that these guys are put on a probably a more of a pedestal than they ever have. So by the time they get there, everyone
2: knows who they are and they probably know that. Yes. Yeah. You know, I think it's I think it's great. There is that more comfortable level, but I think you can get carried away, too. I think there there is something to that. Hey, this is a way, to, you know. Go sit in the corner, man. (laughs) Keep keep your mouth shut. This is the way it is. Earn your stripes. Those kind of things. Don't you know? For some, you get some of these guys that are so flamboyant, they go out there and they turn into a distraction. Oh my God! You better produce that. You know what I mean? So I think you know. uh, Maybe that's just my. No, no, I hear you. I think Um, it's. I I think it's. Go ahead.
0: Do you have any um, maybe, you know, maybe you don't want to even share these stories, but do you have anything that shoots off the page of something that you dealt with in the clubhouse that was similar to that, where you were like, OK, come here, young man. Time to time to knock <laughs> get down a few steps. I mean, well, any- know,
2: not, no, not that uh, any any like big prize guy that came up and we had to tone him down. But I can remember as a player. Right. I played with the Mets in the, in the 80s. Right. And it, it was a different group. That was a different group. But there's a guy that's standing out. Remember Greg Jeffries, right? Yeah. Greg Jeffries the next coming of whoever, right? And he was a ta- he was his ta- he was winning, he was the MVP of all the minor league leagues, legit. But he he all he cared about was himself, and so he basically ran himself out of New York because these guys just tore him apart, man. Oh yeah. You know it was almost kind of sad in a way. I think they 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 went overboard, but it's kind of funny though. We we both got called up. This was one September. I don't know if it was his first September. It might have been his first September call up, and so we're waiting. We're waiting at the uh, the desk of the hotel, the uh, Laguardia, right across the Sharon, I think right across from Laguardia. And we're waiting to check in. It's late at night, and and um, uh, so we're waiting. There's there's a few of us, and the and the gal behind the desk says, "Yeah, you know who's first? And I was up there first, right? And I said, oh, Yeah, I'm right here. I'm first. And he and Jeffrey says, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I had the better year. Oh so they, obviously, no doubt. And a better career. But I want to choke the dude, right? And so I said, okay, he's gonna he'll he's gonna get his day. He's gonna get his day. It ain't coming for me. I mean, I couldn't do it. But then he shows up in the, in the team with the team in the next year. He was like chastised, man. These guys just stomped on it, right? And finally, yeah. they took him out to the- Well, that's, yeah. I mean, so, so this this comes back to what
1: we're like Courtney was talking about, about we're building these guys up, right? We're, we build these guys up. This has always been the case, but now it's to a level where you're building up from the minute they're drafted, from the get-go. Right. And we had on um Papelbon, our guy Papelbon, <laughs> and it was during the World Series. And he, he recounted when he choked out Bryce Harper, right? Yeah.
2: And, yes,
1: and, and, but, yeah But, yeah. So, but he was saying, he was saying that, I think, you know, obviously, you know, it was a little like, bit of aggressive. But he was saying that if you look back, that was a different Bryce Harper. And probably yeah, other he guys. Low, were, he was
2: loafing the first base
1: or something. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And also, like, he probably, you know, this is a guy who was, he was like 20 years old. That was nowhere near the guy that we saw in the World Series. This was a guy who was told that he's the be-all, end-all, right. you know, all his life. So you know, Papelbon did what Papelbon does—he choked someone out. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. So you know, I mean, but the, but the, you know, the veterans on teams nowadays—I mean, it's that's they're all they're they're nothing like they used to be anyway, and they've experienced a lot of that themselves. So it's kind of a. You know, it is good because you want these guys feeling comfortable when they come up. You know, they, you don't want them to be a pariah and all that stuff. But let's not get carried away either. Yeah. Right?
1: All right. So, in, in synopsis, Courtney, uh, and, we and want Pap- we want we want these guys to feel good about themselves and, and publicize them, but not feel too good about themselves. Right? Correct. And,
0: and, and Papadon <laughs> will still say he said in the group tax that he pretty much resurrected Bryce Harper's. He career did. After. Yes,
2: he, he, he sure was- did.
0: He, <laughs> I remember that because then, but.
2: Didn't uh, Bryce Harper, I mean, somebody got on the Papelbon about something. Something started with Papelbon got, uh, Harper might have said something to him or something happened. Then then it was like payback time or something.
1: Yeah, well, it was was like he said that, you know, and and he said Dusty was on his side, you know, on Papelbon's side in the whole thing. I believe that. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, so but the point was, this was we had him on during the World Series, and Harper's on that run, and he's he's the the poster boy for all that's right the star and everything else. But that's it's ten. It's, I get it. I mean, it's ten years. We all grow in like ten years from twenty to thirty, so it's it's fine. Um, so yeah, so we are we are building these guys up, but not too much. So we're going to hey, keep Courtney. We'll keep throughout the year. We'll keep guys in check. That's our
2: goal. Keep them grounded. But you know what? You know that you can't. You know I think what happens some, some sometimes because I saw a little bit with Daryl Strawberry when he came up, right? Mm-hmm. You know you get you get some of these these managers and coaches that are going to ride his coattails, right? And oh. they end up because so he, he's got a different program than the rest of the guys, and it ends up destroying him in a lot of ways, you know. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so that's where you got to be careful. I, I've I've known some guys that played in St. Louis, right? Uh, when La Russa was there managing, in uh, Pujols on the team, right, as a young kid. And I had had Albert the year before he made the team. I was his manager out in the Arizona Fall League, right. Love the guy, tremendous. But then I guess in St. Louis, you know, he took the game by storm was as good as anybody ever has. But some of the other team, his teammates were, uh, you know, uh, resented him because, you know, he could loaf on something LaRusso would like, wouldn't say, or would tell, them, you know, if, if anybody got on him, would tell them, hey, don't you worry, I got him. Right. Yes. But yet he would hold them to a different standard. So that's where i think thinking you got problems. Well, this guy may be the, you know, the Messiah, the new guy, you know, but. Right. Come on, manager. Let's go.
1: But, yeah, you know, this, everybody's got the same rules. That's that's why you're gonna be. That's why you. In, if you ever give up your podcast business, you should be manager again. So there you go. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well,
1: I <laughs> mean, you, you excel at hey, everything. I, was just, hey, well, uh, I guess
2: how old was name Was he's he seventy-eight? One hundred and five
0: years old, John. So you've got plenty of time. <laughs> you've got plenty of time.
2: <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah.
0: Before, before we hired Pedro, I was I was hoping they would talk to you. I I think I told you that I wanted you right here. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah you, yes, you did. Yes, yes, yes. I, right here. You know, yeah. I I went down an interview for the Miami Marlins. That's right. Yeah, I went down and did that and I, and I felt good. You know, I thought they what they needed was a, man, a guy who had some experience. Right? How was that? Was that different than other interviews you had? Y- yeah, you know, I really like Kim Kim Ing down there. I really did. I was really impressed. And, they, and I and I like the the whole group. Uh, and I felt really good about it, you know. I mean, I guess most guys do when they leave there. But I, th- in, in being very honest with you, I thought that you know they got great pitching, but there was there was something missing in the offensive end of it. And I heard some complaints about you know they had some guys doing their own thing. I thought that what they needed was a, a guy that's been around a while, right? Yeah, yeah. I, well, I think that was my remedy, and so I would have been perfect. This wasn't selfishness. that? I thought that's what they needed because. You know, you get sometimes you bring in first-time guys They, You know, you get some guys around that are troubled to begin with, and they run roughshod over them, right? Yeah, well, the uh, yeah, uh, – One the rumors I heard about a few of those guys, you know. Oh,
1: uh, yeah. really? Well, so there you go. In, in, in synopsis, you're, you're in a better place. But you had a good interview, and you got – how many days in Miami? Just one
2: day. Oh, Actually, just flew, one day. Flew, yeah, that, that, in Boston, you had like three, right? So Oh, gosh, they ran me through the gauntlet in that interview. I thought – is there, there's a, is there that much to this game? I was like, I think I was. I had to interview with the uh, rookie ball manager, or something. <laughs> and the ground crew guy. They brought the, I brought a ground crew guy in to see. <laughs> it was unbelievable <laughs> because you know what? Right before I did that, I was down in Houston. Right after they right. came, in. and it was just me and Crane. Right, and he didn't have a GM. It was four hours. You know, all, all he did was talk about himself. I was, really, <laughs> I just kept feeding him. Right, I love the guy, man. He was all about winning. Yeah. I'm, I just kept feeding him, man. And he, you know, it
1: it was in. Oh, no, you're awesome, Mr. Crane. You're awesome.
2: Yeah, I I, I don't know. It wasn't one of those dudes. But I said, (laughs) I live right down the street in San Antonio, man. I would be perfect.
1: Yeah, That's right. There you go. (laughs) Well, all right. So we've solved that problem. So, Cordy, what do you got next?
0: I'm very curious how John feels about this. I'm sure he feels the exact same way. But I am very excited for shorter baseball games.
2: (laughs) No more. I mean, that's ideal, but is this going to solve it?
0: Well, I mean, some of the rule changes I think will will shorten the games. I definitely believe that. Which, Rob, what are your?
2: Yeah,
1: no, I think the the pitch clock is definitely like. But here's here's the problem with this is that the pro and I've heard more players come out. Who were just in the minor leagues, or you know, are in the major leagues? And first of all, they were all upset that they weren't consulted more. That they right. sort of like, okay, here it is, and live with it. Um, so I think that the problem will be number one: it's all well and good when you're in a minor league, inning seven through nine, and you're rushing through a game. In the major leagues, no one wants to be rushed inning seven through nine when it counts and 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 a lot of stakes are on the line. Um, secondly, is that the, the hitters. They have to be. It's a fifteen-second thing, and the hitters have to be ready with nine seconds. So, I mean, who is give me like who, who? Give me a guy. Give me a guy you manage who like took forever getting ready to hit.
2: Well, you know that better than I did. Go back to uh, Manny Ramirez. Go back. Oh to- yeah. Well, I
1: mean, I like I was oh, watching Foster clips Red of Nomar. I was watching clips of Nomar the other day adjusting his batting gloves. I mean, this is this is one batting glove that's nine seconds. So he they're telling these guys they have to be ready with nine seconds to go. And so, and if they aren't, they're going to call a strike on them. And the guy's going to turn to, what are you talking about? I make $20 million a year and I get to this place by doing exactly what I'm doing. Right.
2: Well, you that's know awesome. what happened? Because they remember they, back in the uh, early 2000s, they were focusing on, you know, it's always been in the rule book, you know, well, they, they brought up, you can only take one foot out of the box so let's go. We're trying well, to that was, that was, yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, that's, that's still a your- rule. Yeah, but remember they were really focusing on it, speeding the game. Yeah, and teams were doing it, but they never applied it to the Red Sox or the Yankees. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sour grapes here. It's like you know, you play these games and go, and then you say something, to the umpire, and they go, you know, and, and but that's just the way it is, you know. I mean, the, all the the all the the media is focused on those games, and it's like <laughs> that's baseball, those two teams, right? And so it's, and it's so just like everything else, it kind of fell by the wayside. You know, well that's the pr-
1: that, and that's the problem. Honestly, is that anytime we have these rules, and whether like for instance the sticky stuff rule, right? The first time when they start that back in June of two thousand twenty-one, they're basically undressing these guys. They giving them full body searches. You know, they're they taking Max Scherzer and and you know rubbing his head all over the place, <laughs> and then you you flash forward a few months. And it's like that meme of the guy, the security guard at the at the football game, who's not even touching the guy as he's coming through. They're not, they, this is what happens when they put in these rules. They start strong and then they just let it go.
2: Exactly, because sooner or later it's going to come back. to, hey, these hey, fans are coming to see me. They ain't coming to see you. They you know they don't like the rules. They won't. And unless and you know the, the thing, kind of the beauty about baseball, but you know everybody's got their own style, right? I mean, everybody or. You know, everybody's got a, a psychologist now, right? Some some of the, some psychologist say, "Hey, breathe." You know, so they those guys, get the spoken whatever your look got So it takes some of the guys a little bit longer, right? So it's like in in like you said, the late innings. You know, when the game's on the line and the game means something, which they all do, and some guy has to rush or he's gets called for Bach or he gets a, it's whatever your problem, man.
1: It's going to be a problem. It's it's be a a problem.
2: big game. I'd say it's. I, I think it. I think it's kind of crazy, you know, because I've always looked at it this way, you know, because, um, you know, if it's a slow game and it's a boring game, turn off the TV or go home, you know. <laughs> I, it's a, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, when you get, the, everybody loves offense, right? Don't they? Yeah. So you get a 12 to 10 game that runs five hours. Nobody leaves because they're, way we love it and all that. Baseball can be a boring game. And so, hell, when they go home and come back, you know, come back tomorrow, that's my feeling on it because so, they contradict each other. I mean, so they contradict themselves so often. It's, if you want to cut down to the game a little bit, you know, with this instant replay, every team, anytime there's a close play, they go, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. What are they getting now? I don't know. They used to be like, yeah, you know, it was twi- unlimited. Now it was twi- it's like twi- 30, 40. Yeah, yeah, minutes. yeah. But how many times does that happen? They don't even check it, right? Hey, hold on a minute. Yeah. Let's Let's hold out. up the
1: hand. Yeah. yeah it yeah. adds up, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And,
2: uh, so and, and,
1: and plus, and plus if you if you go to a game in Texas, if you have a longer game, that allows for an, that instead of a $125 helmet mar- margarita, you get two. Right Courtney, yes.
0: Yeah, that is very good point. So
1: Thank you. I mean that's more that's more revenue for the team.
0: And which which I love to support the revenue of the teams as you know.
1: You do. You do. You 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 support baseball.
0: I, and I've supported the White Sox for years with that same revenue, and they're not doing anything with it. So, come on. Work with me.
1: <laughs> go, go on. Or okay, I'm going no to stop, stop drinking. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> hey, I understand your point about faster games. There's no doubt. Some of these are, okay, but but you, you know what I find is really embarrassing for our sport? These uh, extra innings you start with a run on a second base. Oh, you don't like, like that, it. huh? That's Littling. Come yeah. on. You know, get baseball. The history, the beauty of baseball historically, is it's all about numbers, right? You know, these guys have done different things throughout their careers, and so if you if you if you have to play nineteen innings, so be it. You know, that may that may knock you out of a playoff spot late in the game because somebody gets hurt. Or, you know, you don't have any old man winter here. Better in the minor leagues, you got to make changes, and that other team may get in. Hang with them; that's the way it goes. You know, and it might also benefit you, right? And it's like, but I, I just don't, I just don't get it. And then, in the, and if you're gonna not gonna do it in the playoffs, why would you do it any other time? Plus, you're messing with. Say, let's say, let's let's say Albert Pujols, right? He's going for seven hundred. Comes down to the last game, of, last game of the season, or, or he comes up one short or something instead of breaking it. Well, you know, if uh, if the Cardinals played. I don't know how many extra inning games the final month, and it cost him how many, it's a few extra bats. It might have, you know, like 100 years of baseball is, you know, allowed. He might have broken or something. You know what I mean? Want, I want to look up how many, honestly, I'm going to look this up. How many How many
1: home runs Albert Pujols had in the 12th or 13th inning? We you do need to look
0: we
1: I bet. I bet he had a few. few. I bet he had I a few. few. Right, so oh,
0: well, yeah. John. You also, John, you also know how hard it is to get on base as a baseball player. I mean, it's not easy. All of a sudden, you're at second.
2: I mean, yeah. that's yeah. I okay, agree. If anything, if anything, if you have to do it, put them at first. I guess. But you still. know, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm kind of. You know what? I'm kinda, You know, I am old fashioned. You know, I. Uh, I think the beauty of baseball is, is uh, you know, the thing is, it was, it was it people say it's the only sport without a clock, right? True. And you can come and go as you please. But once once I I think maybe I got a negative attitude to begin with because once we started you know started changing the <laughs> the play the plate you know the collision rule right yeah. but the, come on that's the most exciting play in baseball in the name I, of the game is score and run you know if how many guys actually get hurt you know and then when they then they turn around they do it at second base when the Utley the Utley rule the Utley you know, how many guys get actually get hurt you know and now now you don't even have to be a, really a skilled middle infielder to turn double plays. Uh it's like
1: come on. I'll give you I'll give you another one. I'll give you another one. Managers arguing calls. So that is like other it happens every once in a while, but because of instant replay you don't yeah. have it nearly as much. These like that- knockout, drag, drag down, like arguments, which we love. We love the image of Earl Weaver putting, you know, yeah. dirt on yeah. like that's that's great. Like yeah. that's we love awesome. the
0: of, of John fighting umpires. I mean, come on, john yeah. gotten- I mean,
1: a- did you an angry? I feel. Man. <laughs> <laughs> what's the, what was the? What was the? This, so this will be my, one of mine, which is I want more arguments in baseball. Uh, what was your? What was your biggest? Argument with an umpire? Did any jump to mind? The, the biggest one we had? No, for you, you just went like nutty on a guy.
2: Um, well, I tell you, I tell you one, the, the one that uh, uh, and a couple. We had one in Fenway. Was it got bad. They had to change a rule in Fenway. But um, Doug Eddings was no. No, we were playing a game that night, and I'm going to tell you, you can disagree all you want. You've seen it too. And it's, I'm not crying again, but in Yankee Stadium or Fenway Park, that, that <laughs> strike zone is different depending on. Which I'm telling you, it, it just is, you know. And all right. it wasn't all that you can see. You can see that now, but Batista, we had, some, but we had some of the biggest whiners in the game, you know, Batista, Donaldson, and guys. That, you know, a lot of times they were right, but umpires got sick of it. Other teams got sick of it, right? And uh, but you know, as a manager, you still got to defend that. And uh, so we were, we had a bad game, but but no, Batista, I don't remember who was umpiring, uh, was at the plate. He was arguing all night, right? So the next night, I think it was the next night, yeah, that Doug Eddies was at home plate umpire, and he's really sticking it to Batista, man. It's like dead obvious, right? So, you know, at, at the end of the game, you know, the umpires go up through the visiting teams dugout, you know, to get to the Yeah, to the yeah. So we get beat, they're coming off the field, and and I went over to Eddings. I know Eddings. You know, he always called him Red Ass, you know, he when I knew him in the minor leagues, you know, because he had such a short fuse, you know. I mean, he was in uh he and I got into it. The game's over, and he's arguing, and he's and he, it's clearly for the for the the way he's describing it, he was sticking it to him, right? Without without saying it. So anyway, so so I get my stuff, but the you know, so the the going up the dugout and, and up the runway and some, some of our players, right? And I hear all this commotion, right? And The security guy that's supposed to escort them guys up there is still up in the top of the dugout, and I hear this screaming. All I look down there, it turned around. So our, our hitting coach, uh, he starts getting in, in into it with uh, Edings. Edings is ahead of me. He's going out there, about to go out yeah. the door, and uh, Brooke Jacoby. And, and Eddie's comes back down at him and they bump, right? And they got all that. Yeah. And so the security guy, he was still back here, some old guy. He wasn't going to be able to do anything anyway. So, anyway, so uh, Jacoby ended up getting like two weeks suspension. And then, uh, and then, but then they changed the rule that the, the visiting team could not leave the dugout because the <laughs> entire had gone up there, right? <laughs> so, anyway, so I got that, that was kind of, I, I kind of snapped a little bit on that one. Not, not, I mean, it wasn't too bad, but I, we had one in, in Texas. There was a, uh, you know, it goes back to Batista's bat flip, right? You know, <laughs> Texas celebrated more than any other team. Come on. it's was, it was a joke, you know, but you know, they were they were offended by it. And I understand some of that a little bit. But so we go back to the following season and Hosey knows he's probably going to get hit. We even talked about it. He said, I'm just going to go to first base, right? So we played him like seven games in in the, like 10 days, I think it was, right? We played four at home. And we played another game series, and we go down to Texas. They don't do anything, right? And we go to the last game down in Texas, and I had been ejected earlier in the game, so I was in the I was in the in the clubhouse with our first base coach, who also been ejected. And they go down to like the last inning. Batista comes up, and in the uh, who was pitching? The guy, the guy that was pitching through hard, but he wasn't even on the team the year before, right? And he smoked him, so Jose goes down to first base, and then, you know, perfect ground ball, and then you know him and o- the old thing, right? <laughs> so now, now was a big brawl, and so I'm I'm in I'm inside, and I got to go out there, right? And so they finally settle it down, and then Bannister and I are coming off the field, and the umpires are kind of in between us and some players, and it, that was that was kind of one of my probably the most exciting, you know. And then I ended up getting, I get, you know, what I got I got fined the same amount of money as odor got fined you did sir got fined at zero for punching him wow yeah well actually he got fined 44 4, dollars i got fined 4 grand and i guess then the tory told me the reason well the year before you know the, they got the rule you can if you're if you've been ejected you, you know you can't come back on the field i said that's not just for players. I mean, you don't want the manager or coaches out there trying to police things. I mean, another stupid, right? I mean, come on, let's yeah, we, yeah. We have any common sense for crying out loud? <laughs> and so, so uh, yeah, they find it almost for, like, so. $2, so $2, this $2, you're $2, $2. talking about
1: you're talking about when Odor punched Batista, Batista, and you he got, got you got fined basically the same five hundred dollars less as the yeah. guy who threw the
2: punch. Yeah. So anyway, so I get, I get that, and a banister got zero when the fines finally came out. So we go, we go, uh, we go back to Toronto after that, as they finally break it up. And uh, I called Tori, or when I, you know, when I got, when I got the memo and I called Tori, I said, because, you know, I had to break, a breakdown. I said, Hey, I didn't need to throw a punch, man. I'm, I'm getting fine with this guy. He goes, Well, you know, last year you did the same thing. You came out after an ejection said, and I, said, and I said, "Come on, don't you want a little policing out there? Come on, let's go." Anyway, so I said, "I said, Joe, that's brutal." And I love Joe. And I said, "And Joe, I said, Banister, Banny you got nothing." He goes, "Don't you worry about Banny. I reviewed all the film. That's none of your business." <laughs> <laughs> okay, but because he after after the after the melee, he's walking off the field over to their dugout. He's going like this to the crowd, like inciting. I'm so inciting, man. He's like Antifa, you so, know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, and so. So I called, uh, Jimmy Leland's a good buddy of mine, right? So I called Jimmy. I said, Jimmy, because he was done at the time. He, he he was on some committee or he helped with rules, and but he was tight with, he'd always go up there for meetings, right? So I called him. I said, Jimmy, man, I got, finally, he goes, you got to be kidding me. So he says, well, I'm going to New York tomorrow and uh, let me see what I can do. I said, All right. So I was sitting at my desk the next day in Toronto and the phone rings and it's Tory. and Tori said, ah, I'm going to cut that fine in half. So I said, Oh, so I'm half guilty or what? And uh, he said, "Hold on a minute." He puts a phone, his phone on speaker, and he, Leland's in the background laughing and talking. So Jimmy got take cut it in half anyway.
1: So I remember. So before Tory was Bob Watson, right? And Bob yeah. Watson, Bob Watson was the rules guy. And I remember I was at the winter meetings when he said that. Um, yeah, I think he gave the quote to me about how uh, that Terry Francona couldn't wear his pajamas anymore. And which was, so what, Corey, what was talking about was, basically, I think, the only people who, the only managers who really didn't wear, like, the uniform top of you and Francona, right?
2: Yeah, the pullover, yeah.
1: Yeah, the pullover. Like, everybody does now. I mean, there's no My managers, body. you know? Yep. So, yeah, but Francona lost. But he was not. He was like, you know, are you kidding me? Like, pajamas? So, yeah. and, <laughs> anyway. All right, so... uh Courtney, so let me me. I asked you this before. The um, if you you are you are uh, the number one fan of baseball, going to games, you your you're boots on the ground. Um, I am Courtney, and going into where we sit up in the press box, or Gibby sits in the suites, or whatever we, or in the dugout, whatever. You are amongst the the, the common folk, the people. Yeah. In 2023, what would you like if you said, "This is what you can do for my people. This is what you can do for the fans." What would you do?
0: I think affordability is is a hot button right now with a lot of people. I mean, it costs a
1: crap load to go to a baseball game. It's.
0: A, I mean, we talk, we talk about the twenty five dollar margarita helmet. We joke about it. Yes, I spent it, but your average fan doesn't want to spend that. I mean, I did it for the of reasons: the fact that I was my first time in the new Texas ballpark. And, 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 but, and let's be
1: honest, it's a, it's a, it's a margarita and a helmet. How can you, you not gotta, get
0: it? You gotta do it. You <laughs> have the salt, on the, you have the salt on the. Was we good
2: margarita though? Was it good? Damn.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was strong. It was strong. So you don't have the sculpt on the the helmet. It was great. I couldn't I couldn't say no. But, you know, the the affordability of, of these games are outrageous. I mean, think about if you have kids and you're trying to take your kids to a game. I mean, the White Sox have family Sundays, which is great. I do think that, you know. If you're like me and you like to go and have a beverage at a game, that that starts to add much, up.
1: So for you, like, so you're not usually go, you know, like taking uh, an entire family, but just as a fan, for you right. to go to a game, how much at the end of the day? How much are you going to be spending?
0: Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to at least have two beers, of course. So yeah. I mean, we're like, you know thirty we'll, bucks. We'll get to
1: that. We'll get to that later. What kind of beer? we'll to though. <laughs> beers? gonna Be
2: like 10, 12 bucks a can.
0: Oh, it's. I mean, Miami. I was right. in Miami. Beer, it's 17 bucks. What? It's
2: a yeah.
0: For yeah. What kind of beer? Uh, well, I like my craft beer, of course. Uh, so I get <laughs> Miami IPA.
1: Uh, I bet, but, like. Uh, I bet like Gibby's Bud Light there isn't isn't you know Bud I'm sorry Gibby I I, I oh, insulted well, you I insulted you by saying Bud Light Budweiser uh, straight
2: up well, well hold on <laughs> Budweiser hasn't quite committed to me in this all right well you know yeah. so yeah. I'm, I'm kind of wavering so you know what I, and uh, you, you if all goes you, you, well that's hey listen to me.
1: hey listen craft beer community if you want to sponsor a podcast <laughs> Gibby's there for you
0: Canada
1: though yeah. Yeah. but it's so I'm sorry Cordy how so how much total do you so have?
0: okay. So if I do the two beers, thirty bucks right there. If I get a nacho or, or you know some other specialty item that the new ballpark has that I'm visiting, yeah. I mean we're looking at fifty, fifty, seventy-five bucks easy,
2: easy. Yeah, at least, <laughs> but,
0: yeah, oh, at least. At least. yeah, at least. Yeah, so, yeah. dude, don't you got to park somewhere? Well it depends. I mean I like to Uber because, you know Well, that's not
2: free, is it? Uber yeah. it's
0: So it's it's all adding up, exactly. And yeah. I'm imagine that times four if you're the, you know, family uh you know, it's it just it becomes and the ticket prices are going up. I mean we yeah. were talking about that earlier. It's it's becoming um and that and that turns a lot of fans off. That turns a lot of fans off, especially when the product is not Measuring up to what it's no means.
1: when you when you when you go to watch a crappy team on a bad night. I mean, this is as much, as much as we like baseball. It's like okay, you know, I have other ways to invest. It's like you know, what's why people don't go to movies. It's like, well, I can just watch it on my couch now. So what's
2: the and point? You know, a um, perfect example of something, You know, you remember the old Yankee Stadium? Yeah, down there in the lower levels around the dugout. You know, you had all the rabid fans. Just like, oh yeah, Anyway, right? And then they built this beautiful new ballpark, and all the corporate seats are down there. It has it nothing, it doesn't have anything like the same feel no. it used to be. Yep. No, it's like half the time the seats are empty and they're, they're a quiet crowd, but you know, it used to be the guys will strike out and walk back to the dugout and they'd be hearing everything, right? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, so, you know, but the, you know, the corporate money, you know. Oh,
1: for- you're, you're, that was a, that's a great example. i tell you what. I think that one of the one of the sneaky best atmospheres. It's probably not too much because maybe it's, uh, it's Canadian exchange rate. But Roger Center. But hear me out. Friday night at Roger Center can get nutty. Like
0: I agree, it's it, loud.
1: Right. It, it, like, so Gibby, I remember one Friday night. I don't know if you were managing. If Farrell had just come back, and they started throwing paper airplanes all over the place. So, but the no, Friday nights. Awesome. With the it, well I'm saying in Toronto.
2: Yeah, but Farrell it was back was, he yeah, started, was back he was in Boston. Off.
1: Because they hated him in Toronto. You but know, but yeah. I
2: would I would have had to have been there because I I replaced him.
1: Right. So he was he they, he comes out, he actually tipped his hat to the fans as he was it like the last
2: oh, laugh, man. They won, you guys won the series. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh yeah. Well I mean it's but it was I remember that Friday night. It's it's a great it 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 can be like a great atmosphere.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. They, they're, they're, you know what? Uh, hey, Canadians love their beer too. Their beer has a higher alcohol level than the beer in the U.S. Certainly does yeah. John. Yeah. We <laughs> <I mean>, ah. <laughs> remember we had that crazy game of 15 against Texas when we were talking about the bad flip. Oh, yeah. And then, remember that there was a play, the controversy where Odor's on third and Russell Block goes back, gets choose, bat, whatever. Right. And so I go out there, I could I didn't know the rule. I could never seen it. i you know, I don't know the rule and, and Dale Scott, he he called dead ball anyway. And so so when they're trying to figure it out. You remember the beer cans are flying, man, from the upper deck and all that all over the you know, I'm going, I'm going, you know, you know, you know, you know, Paul Beast Yeah, 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 a, yeah. yeah. You know, his son's like the big lawyer for the Red Sox. Yeah. yeah. Beast is the best, man. But he he'd come down to my office and, and he he loves Bud Light, man. He'd kill that. So I'm walking back to the dugout and there's a and he's the team president in the this beer can hits like right between real close to me, right? I'm going into the dugout and son of a gun. I, and I said, but I, I think that must that's coming from where Beaston was, but it, the the beer he threw was full. That couldn't have been Beaston. <laughs> 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 it would have been empty. is <laughs> well, hey, like Reindorf's best friend in baseball over there with oh, the oh,
1: there. There you yeah. go. So yeah, there you go. Right. So, go ahead, Courtney.
2: <laughs> there's uh, there's always
0: a connection with a uh, good old Rhine story. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, uh, yeah.
0: What one of the one of the best crowds I was a part of this year was that Texas crowd. You would never. It was Saturday night. You would never guess that team was doing as bad as they were. This was August. Yeah. I mean, they were well, 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 well out of it. Forty thousand people at Globe Life and they were into every pitch. But, you
1: know, and we were just talking at the podcast yesterday with CJ Nikowski, you know, and he was saying how that Texas Live, the thing, I think you went there after, right? A In couple the, times. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> multiple times. So but yeah. that that whole scene is like that's that's helping and it. it's like it's like a yeah. cash cow for them. So oh, it is. Yeah. It is. Well they're spending they decided to spend some more. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, that's that's what I said. I said, listen. I mean, this is the podcast I did yesterday, Gibby. I had C.J. Nikowski on, the, who does the Rangers broadcast. I said, here's the here's the, the Rangers have entered the World Series comp- conversation. So yeah. there you go. I'm I'm declaring yeah. it. Let it be yeah. said. Let it be done. So before
2: C.J. got a pay cut, man, you got, uh, got to pay for some of those. Hey, Courtney, how's that? is that new stadium? Pretty cool. Is, is it was nice. Well, I'm surprised you haven't been yet. You're in Texas, oh, right? I have been. I love the old one, man. The old one's still standing, right?
0: I do actually. Yeah, I, I mean, it was obviously so hot, as you know. But yeah. I like the, I like it. I mean, Globe Life is like a is like the Astros stadium. Like um, minute minute made, it's on steroids. Oh, so. oh.
2: yeah, it's big. And then it's... you got Jerry World right next door, man. Yeah, right I'm next like, door. <laughs>
0: You got a lot of big stadiums in a very uh, close capacity, yes. But you should check it out. You would enjoy it, I think.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'll, get, I'll get up there. I was just so, so I want my only one is a very simple one. I want to see Shohei Itani play in the playoffs. That's all I want.
2: Um, maybe Mike yeah, Trout too for Brian
1: Yeah, but you know, but here's the thing, Gibby. Shohei Itani, the Angels might not have to get to the playoffs because they might, maybe they're out of it. He's going to be a free agent. Maybe he gets traded. I, I don't care how he gets there. But yeah, I mean, ideally, I would like to see Shohei Itani and Mike Trout play in the playoffs. Like, let's go! Like, can we have the best players? Can we have this? Can we have nice things? I mean, really,
2: let's Especially go! Especially now when you got all this wild card for crying out. Yeah, I mean, like, how can it's almost like you know? How can you not make the playoffs? Let's it's like go! NBA man, you can be sub five hundred. I know.
1: <laughs> I know. So yeah, so mine's a simple one. So anyway, Gibby, uh, do you have anything you want to see in 2023 in baseball? Other than other than your book being on the bestseller list, the podcast oh. it, getting sponsored by Budweiser, <laughs> and uh, and maybe yeah. like swooping in when 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 the team's doing really bad and you coming in and, and doing like a Rob, hey, I want to go lobster with
2: Farrell, man. That's what oh, I'm
1: that doing. is definitely. We, we, if I fly you up here, will you do that? Will you go in the lobster boat with Farrell?
2: Yeah, man. Oh. I'm, I'll be up there. I, I got a place to stay. I got family right there.
1: Corey, do you have any interest in going lobstering with uh, with two managers?
0: One hundred percent, I would. Are you kidding?
1: That's All right, right up- this, uh, this go. This is happening. And the, the the Lobsterman podcast. I like it. I like I- it. So that's a good one. That's a good. That's something that we 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 hear at Baseballs and Boring. Try to make dreams come true, and that's Gibby. If that's your dream, then we'll make
2: it happen. <laughs> uh, you know what? Yeah, I would like to do that, but you know what? You know, I, I think not. That this is not something I want to see happen, but. I think we need. I think we need to quit taking away the game so much too. I get it. You, you know, you need to. Uh, you know, everybody wants to cut down on the game and all that. But it's such a great game, you know. And and sometimes, you know, and, and sometimes you just got to live with things. Like I say, go home or turn.
3: And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April first. Toyota, let's go places.
2: The TV off, you know, whatever. If it's it's uh, but when you're changing all these rules, you know the play the play, the second base, and, and I because th- I think it, I think it is gonna like you were saying earlier. Those those last you know few innings, yeah. games on the line. Well,
1: it's you know this. I'll tell you what though. It's going to be really interesting. Like, I don't think anyone knows what to expect because, yep. like, we're 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 sort of guessing at all these things. But I don't know how it can't be different in innings seven through nine. I don't know how guys can feel rushed. And there's going to be evol- evolving uh, parts of it. it. We aren't going to have this all figured out. And there's going to be there's going to be a lot of arguments. And there's going to be a lot of disgruntled guys. And yeah, I mean, so I guess that in a sense is interesting, just because it's going to be chaos a little.
2: Bit. Yeah, and, it, and you know, if it costs you, you know, it's easy. You can you can do it in the minor leagues, you know, because it, it it doesn't matter, you know. It, it, it does these the individual players and all that, but in the grand scheme of things, the guy's good. Then he's going to be in the big leagues, and they know all that, you know. But the big leagues, when you know, winning it's all about winning, winning and losing. You guys got time for one more quick story? Oh, yeah, of course. I'll, Okay, because remember when it was the the new slide rule at second base, when they implemented that rule, right? So I can remember it was at the you know because every every spring the a couple umpires come around and uh, somebody from Major League Baseball and they go over the rules, especially if it's a rule change. So we had ours at the end of spring, and I can remember our guys sitting around going, me and the coaching staff going, you know this is gonna this is gonna bite somebody, and it's gonna cost them a game, and they're not gonna get in the playoffs, right? Okay. And so, I, uh, sure enough, the second game of the year, we open up down in Tampa. Uh, we won the first game. Second game, we go into the top of the ninth. We get, we get the bases loaded, right? And kind of and Eddie's up. We're, we're down by a run, right? You know, we, it's tough to win down in Tampa anyway, especially for us. So Eddie gets a little chopper to third base, Longoria. He comes across. Those are the second base. I don't remember the second base. What? He comes across the bag in uh Batista comes in there, he's sliding over the bag, but he's got his arm out, right? And kind of hooks his leg. Second like baseman threw it in the dugout. Two run score. Now we got the league going in the top of the ninth. You know, we we're gonna we might win two in a row in Tampa. That probably hasn't <laughs> ever happened. So anyway, so you know, the everybody's kind of everybody's excited. And, and you know, the rule had this only second game of the year, and everything's and all of a sudden it was like a little delay, and then all of a sudden the, in the, the Tampa's dugout, Cassie over there, like, hey, hey, check that. It was like they, it was like they didn't. It wasn't like instant. It was first like, you know, I think Cassie was probably sitting there, and one of his coaches goes, "Hey, we got a new rule, man." <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, check that, right? So they, so they come. The umpires come over, and they always do it in front of the visiting dugout, right? So they come over there. and Sure enough, they, it's on there. I'm going. They're, they're gonna, they're gonna bang this, right? Sure enough, he's bad slide. He's out. Game over. We lose by a run. You know, <laughs> I, go, I go inside, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm livid. You know, I make <laughs> some stupid comments, and well, anyway, anyway, but that's what, that's what I'm talking about. You know, it wasn't a dirty slide. It, it wasn't near a slide. You remember how they used to take guys out?
1: Oh yeah, like, well, I love it. It. yeah. there's a, that famous one of like Hal McRae. You know, it's yeah. like,
2: yeah. 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 So so anyway, we go down to you know we go down. This is 2016. We go down to the final weekend in Boston. We got to win it. We got to win out to get into the win the wild card, right, to play Baltimore. So I'm thinking back, that game could have cost us. Playoff, yeah, but it's in the playoff, and that's what we were talking about. Like a week before the season, say this is going to cost the team a chance to get a shirt.
1: Yeah, I mean this again. This is like this is the type of thing where. We're, we're, even, like, thinking about that extra inning thing, I, I am going to le- legitimately go back and look up how many 12 or 13 inning home runs he, this guy had. I don't know. Maybe it's it's 10, but it's 10 that he doesn't have to hit, that right. he's going to have to hit. Yeah. Um, right. So anyway, we're running out of time here. So, in sonata, so the the no no the, yeah, the, I can ramble uh, now. No no you're not. It's not you. Are you kidding me? I, This is this. I is, love it. This is, I Man. could I, I could tell. St- I can. This is why you have a podcast because you have great stories and you're a great personality and your brand has never been hotter. But <laughs> we're gonna have uh we're gonna have the baseballs and boring. Like
2: though. This is, this, ah.
1: this, is say, this is say we're gonna have the baseballs and boring New Year's Eve party? Um and we're having the baseball isn't boring new year's eve party and i have tasked each each of you with bringing drinks you are the two uh the social media direct not the social the the social directors not the social media directors the social directors you have you are charged with bringing the alcohol to the baseball isn't boring new year's eve party all right what do we got are
2: talking about man are we like is it you gonna have a podcast new year's eve or something
1: uh no but i'm just saying I I, like, if, if we do. have this is this is in preparation for next new year's eve i didn't plan ahead enough oh. to get to get everyone in the same room I'm a little slow dude no no but that's okay i want <laughs> this is this is this is a goal so this is like practice so right. all right courtney you first you are you you have to you have to organize the party what are you bringing to the party well
0: number one with a bullet i'm bringing champagne and a whole lot of it a okay whole lot.
1: Well, what kind
0: well, I—I I mean, I am a prosecco girl. We all know that. I drink prosecco all day long. Um, so, what we can start with that, okay. and then I think for, for me and John, I think we need to split a bottle of tequila somewhere. I okay. mean, that's so, the—that's
1: the common ground with you like and, and you and Gibby, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. That is, <laughs> that sure <laughs> it is. Yeah. What 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 kind of tequila?
0: Oh, John, do you have a favorite?
2: No, heck, I don't care. I don't. You know, I tell you what. You know, you talk about that margaritas being strong. Some of the restaurants we go to here. They they put Everclear in
0: there,
3: right? Ooh.
2: Oh. I mean, they're they're powerful, but they're pretty doggone good, you know.
0: So maybe John will bring some Everclear for the. It
2: doesn't matter the- what you put in there, man. I, you know, I, something about you know. <laughs> I, I
1: I wish I would. I'm going to do a montage of Courtney's reaction to different alcohol references. <laughs> 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 when you I'm like, oh,
3: I go, that's different. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's different. <laughs> what what ballpark out there has got the best drinks, Courtney?
0: Wow, God, that's a that's a very good question. That's a great question. Um, that's a that is that's a good one. Um, I'm I'm gonna go Dodger Stadium. Okay, Dodger has some good beer. Good beer, and I've heard San Diego. That's on my list for for this yeah. upcoming.
1: That's I'm on the to-, to do. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's number. That's my number one uh place I'm going.
1: So
2: to. so you for got. Beer she, beer she, you, I'm sorry. What? She, Courtney? Have you been to every ballpark? Obviously, what not If have you haven't been there, have you been to most of them?
0: I've been to most of them. I need about, I need four more, four more.
2: Which
1: ones?
0: Is also on my list. I got to hit the Mets. The Mets supposed to be great. Um, And I have to do Philly and I have to do New Atlanta and San Diego.
1: Okay. Those are all doable. That's 2023.
0: Let's go. I I can do the Mets and Philly in the same trip. Absolutely. There you go.
1: Um, So, so Courtney's bringing the champagne and she's bringing the tequila. Gibby, what do you got? Oh man, I gotta bring the chips and salsa
2: so. no, no. <laughs> I'm a snack, dude. Look at me, man. Does, does it rhyme with Budweiser? <laughs> I don't know. I'll let you know. If Budweiser sponsor starts sponsoring this damn podcast I got, then I'll drink all that. But if not, I'm going different When Have you ever
1: had? Here's the, here's the real question. Have you ever had a craft beer?
2: Mm. Oh, no, I haven't. I haven't. Oh. No, I, I think I did once. I don't I don't I don't care for them, to tell you the truth. I, 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 look, I, love, I love cord light, Miller light. I, I like you know all the. Uh, How about Guinness? No,
0: no, no you, I don't like it. you don't like Guinness either? No. I don't,
2: no. Oh no, no. no. Hey you have a, Courtney, have you ever had a beerita? You know what a beerita is?
0: I've had several beeritas. Oh,
1: oh that's
2: Yes, funny. of course. Robin, of course.
1: you? I don't think I have. I don't uh, think I have. Oh, oh wait, I re- do. Yeah, re-
2: with really? the little, with a yeah, so the little,
1: uh, the little Coronas. Yes. Oh,
0: yeah. That's yeah. Fun. It's a good combination.
2: Yeah, yeah. It kind of cuts down the acid a little bit too. It doesn't well, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell with the baseball, we got to have a margarita podcast. Uh,
1: well, that that's on the docket. So it's this not- is 2023 year of the beerita. <laughs> So there you go.
2: So, there you go. All right, that's, that's, all right. Well, right give me, after your baseball isn't boring.
1: Oh my goodness! Like, Gibby, You are the gift that keeps on giving. Thank you so. There's, there's no one. There's you no. Two, glad
2: you called me.
1: There's no. Listen. There's honestly. There's no two people I want to cap off 2022 in the podcast community than you two. So you guys. You guys are the party you starters have had a bad year,
2: it. man. Did you have a bad year? Or what?
1: Yeah, I had a great year. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding? So it's, yeah, it's, 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 and he's going to be even a better 2023. It's going to be great.